Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. is up kyle <laughs> what the fuck is up kyle come at me <laughs> please don't oh we're very fragile okay <laughs> all right well happy halloween cody oh stop how does it feel to be a truly immersed in halloween always and forever oh i was at a cash register for eight hours consecutively how are and you i didn't feet? even not good not great <laughs> I did, I did do an eight-hour shift. It was a four to midnight. Oof. And I was in heels, and I was unregistered the whole time. And I don't, I'm, listen, we all make mistakes here, but I take that as a personal accomplishment. Yeah, that is. I didn't just combust at the end of it. That is both an accomplishment and a mistake at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the only way I do anything. (laughs) That's how I live my life. (laughs) Yeah, that is a lot. So yeah. I'm sorry about that. How are that. you? How was your festivities? How was the season? Well, today I went to Target. Sure, so it's been a great day. Um, I accidentally went to Target while they were in the middle of having a trick-or-treat event. So I got ah, to cool. see a lot of kiddos in fantastic Halloween costumes. Oh. And it was amazing and perfect. I got to see lots of Diana Princes. Um, I got to see a couple of Pennywises that I accidentally almost punched. Another story for another day. Um, <laughs> listen. And it got me thinking, Cody, yeah. that we should briefly talk about Halloween costumes in oh the context of our youth. And uh-huh. I would like to know what your favorite and most embarrassing Halloween costumes were and go. I don't listen. Here's the thing a little fun fact about me. I have no memory of anything. <laughs> like, it's really. I don't. Anything before, ugh, like, nine, ten. I have. Like, it's like I blacked out completely. However, <laughs> um, I do remember I dressed up as Belle a lot. That's great. It's a good choice. Um, I do know that I dressed up as Cleopatra a lot, which I'm now, you know. Okay. In terms of, like, cultural <laughs> appropriation, realizing wasn't great. Right. Oh, I did, okay, so my first Halloween, straight out the fucking, out the womb. <laughs> Perfect. Um, or I think it was probably one or something like that. Um, my parents put me in a Marie onesie from Aristocats. Now that! And it's honestly the best I've ever looked. I That's was stunting on them. I was <laughs> killing it. I was... <laughs> and all the photos of me look like I'd rather be dead at the moment. <laughs> but there's such a mood, and it's really good. That's amazing, and yeah. probably very accurate to you now, I would say. Absolutely. Um, just, yeah. like, there, dressed up, mm-hmm. but still just not really there yeah. for it. I did also spend a, a lot of money on a inflatable reptar costume from Rugrats, because it's my brother's <gasps> birthday. It was my brother's birthday, and so I sent him a costume for his birthday. And it's the best thing I've ever purchased in my life. So That's that. amazing. And yeah. I love that a lot. Yeah. Wow. I've learned a lot about you in the past minute. Absolutely. That's fantastic. <laughs> Please tell me everything I know you're going to bring up the whoopee cushion. I just want you to do it already. So. (laughs) (laughs) So the whoopee cushion was a dark time in my (laughs) past. (laughs) It's just that you weren't ashamed. And I don't even think still are ashamed. I'm not. Which is the best part. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the whoopee cushion. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) I, I had to confront the past of the whoopee cushion this past weekend, though, (laughs) when I went to a Halloween party, and the person who sat on me when I was the whoopee cushion was there (laughs) at that party, and even though we are both grown, and this person is no longer the bully that they were to me then, I still couldn't quite look them in the face without seeing them in that horrific, like, TV show kind of way of like uh-huh. I was dressed up as a whoopee cushion for Halloween and I was stoked about it and I was like leaning into the bit and they came over and sat on me like <laughs> <laughs> who does that um 
Yeah. Someone who was equally committed into the bit, Allie. <laughs> That's true. But they didn't ask if it was okay. It's true. It was, that was rude. I dressed up as um, Pebbles from the Flintstones. Amazing. In eighth grade. <laughs> I thought you were going to say yesterday. <laughs> um, and there was also someone in eighth grade who dressed up that year as Pebbles. And I determined... Whoa that I was the one who was supposed to be Pebbles that year, and they changed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that makes it You weren't even like, no, I gotta be the best-looking Pebbles. Like, no, you need to change your whole costume. You need to give up and turn around. Um, go back to spirit and fucking get something else. <laughs> so, in sixth grade, when I hosted my neighborhood and school's Halloween party... They and it was a huge hit. We had a scavenger hunt. We had a ton of like. I can't Halloween believe you're food. the most popular person I know. There was also a competing Halloween party that day. Everyone went to mine. It's, it was very dramatic. <laughs> I remember it being a huge thing. I dressed up as Daisy Duke because at that oh, time, no. um, oh, no. I watched the original Dukes of Hazard for like most of my childhood, um, and my friends dressed up as. I don't need to finish this. You kind of know where it's going. But, uh, um, yeah. Wow. That's great. Uh, my favorite, though, was when I was younger and I dressed up as Snow White a lot. That's cute. Yeah, because I had cute. the hair and, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, happy Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Tell us your embarrassing Halloween costumes. Um, they're Please probably God. not as bad as the whoopee cushion, so. <laughs> uh, listen, the whoopee cushion is a national treasure. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure my mom still has it in a box somewhere. <laughs> oh my god. So. Oh my god. And if you don't think that when I'm a high school teacher that I'm going to dress up as a whippy cushion some year, you're wrong. When you're like a fancy teacher and everything, you need to dress up as Miss Frizzle every Halloween. Holy and shit. also every day of your teaching life. <laughs> I'm probably just going to lean into the Mr. Feeny bit like every year. Absolutely. Because it's a good bit to lean into. Yeah. Also, speaking of fun things to dress up as. I, this year for Halloween, am going as someone with new technology. Yay! Oh <laughs> I have a new laptop, everyone. Hi, welcome to the future. That was the worst segue we've ever done. <laughs> First of all, fuck off, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those tours of, like, white people in segways, like, exploring in their new city or whatever. Listen. But they all just kind of, like, bump consecutively on, like, a thing of gravel or sidewalk. Those happen in Portland all the time, and it's fucked up, and I hate it. I know, they happen here, too. Fuck. I... Yeah. They're everywhere. Everywhere there's a, a, a tourism aspect, they're here. I hate it. Yeah, it's bad. it's bad. Anyway, I have a new laptop now. Welcome to my video blog. I have a new laptop, guys. Oh Story time. Um, <laughs> anyway, the only... She's recording this episode from the webcam, actually. It's like that high tech. That sound is so good. What the fuck? Uh, the only interesting thing of note that I wanted to tell you all about that is one, and I guess only one, is I name all of my technology because, I don't know, it's just a thing that people do. Probably not. Sure. It's just a thing that I do. Anyway, um, sure. my old laptop's name was Lily because when I got it, Lily Potter was a thing and will always be a yeah. thing. Anyway, yeah. um, so I am into Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now. And so I was like, <laughs> obviously, I'm going to name this Jake Peralta. And then I was like, oh, wait, I can't name it just Jake. I need to name oh, it Jacob. No. <laughs> and <laughs> because obviously that needs to lean into the bit that we have right now. So now my laptop's name is not just Jake. It's Jacob with the emphasis of like Jacob. And now whenever you yell at your computer, which will probably be often. Yeah. You could yell it like you would Jacob. Yep. Yeah. It's a good move. I think so too. <sighs> so would you like to move into the current events corner with me? Boy would I. Oh god. Okay, great. <laughs> so it's been kind of a slow news week. There's one important article of note, and it's that a person by the name of Rebecca has posted a update of all of the Twilight cast and it oh, is a 2017 update of everyone from the Twilight cast and it's oh, literally from the International Business Times y'all like this is a source <laughs> like I don't I don't know how to get any better than this um we've peaked yeah it's great I love how our interests are being recognized in a professional manner it feels good we did this is basically we did, yes, what this i'm is our impact trying to say it's 
there isn't really that much new to it because the fact that we cover current events corner here every week Um, we know how they're all doing yes i think (laughs) but i do think that it is adorable just to see photos of everyone all in one space and just kind of have a little bit of a kind of reliving of the moments and stuff my personal favorite of all of them is billy burke who plays Charlie Swan just because he Ugh. he like is Charlie Swan to me. Um <laughs> he is like the living embodiment of what I enjoy about Charlie. Um and hid the photo that they chose to include with his bit is just like him not giving a shit and just living his best life. So yeah, it's definitely worth kind of noting and seeing where everybody is up to and all those kinds of things. Um, You don't need to scroll, like, too far before you get down to Michael Welch, a.k.a. Mike Newton, which is unfortunate. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do think that it's kind of sad that they put Anna Kendrick so low. So rude, first of all. Wow. Fake fans. Truly fake fans. Now, I do think that it is important to note the little screenshot I included here of our Google Daily Digest. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the fact that, so we obviously get emails every day of our current events and they don't really do a very good job of giving us effective important content of Kristen Stewart and especially Stella Maxwell especially because and I don't know if you want to go into this Cody too but I've included a, a screenshot of like three particular articles where it's just them literally out in town getting something to drink and like getting a green juice a nice green juice yeah and these articles are just like losing it over that so it's not like important content but they're just so stry like they're so starved i guess actually for content i'd like to point out that two of these are from the same like parent company just different publications of it one of the headlines is kristen stewart and stella maxwell quench their thirst in los angeles which terrible seo what are you doing but it's from just jared and then just jared jr also published kristen stewart grabs green juice with girlfriend stella maxwell i just i can't it's not great yep yeah so that's kind of where we are is oscillating between important (laughs) news with things winding down with our pets's press tour and then just a lot of information about k-stew's life on and about town so great good things it's really good yeah. i'm glad she's getting that good green juice though yeah. yeah i mean live your best life live your truth live your best life yes now to the important stuff of listener questions we got what i would say is one of the best emails of ever of the past year and i would love to do the honor of reading that to you now if i could cody please do okay The title of this email was 90s and Twilight Collide. So this person said, okay, so I would have tweeted at you guys, but I really don't want anyone to know this fact about me. And I'm not (laughs) sure that you'll ever get this. But through listening to your podcast, all of my Twilight memories have come flooding back. And I just remembered that I remade the Twilight movie with Beanie Babies. Oh, yes. It was a it was a silent film, and I still can't believe the dedication (laughs) and free time I had as a tween. Anyway, I want to try and find the lost footage and somehow send it to you because, Jesus Christ, who else would I want to share it with? And if I can't find it, which is also fine because no, you'll get this deep, dark secret of mine. Love the podcast. That was (laughs) incredible. That was, that is such, such a product of its time. Yes. Like, if you said that, if you said that phrase... (laughs) Like I made, I remade the Twilight movie with Beanie Babies to anyone born now. They would have no idea like, what you're talking about. Like, like it's so specific to this generation of people. You'd basically be talking in Simlish to them. Like they wouldn't understand what you were saying. Like anyone pre or post millennial is like completely yep. unaware of what any of these words mean. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in conjunction with each other, I and it's beautiful. Need that film more than anything and i won't even call it a video like that is truly a a film it's a movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's art 
I don't objectively. Yeah, <laughs> that is MoMA quality art, yeah, and I need it for now. sure. So thank you yeah. so much for that email, and I appreciate yeah. it. And yes, you're the best. And that's not really a question. It was just amazing, and I appreciate just it. the one poetry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the question that we did get this week, though, is. How can a vampire get someone pregs? I know the answer, because I searched Steph's site when I was 16, but I still want to hear you discuss. Oh, no. So, Uh. this person is referring to Stephanie's FAQ. Okay. And as we've kind of discussed, the FAQ is a treasure trove of horrors. (laughs) So, the part that they're referring to is when Steph says that, quote, the normal reactions of arousal are still present in vampires, made possible by Mm -hmm. venom-related fluids that cause tissues to react similarly as they do to an influx of blood. Oh, my God. So, you know. She's trying to science her fucking made-up universe. Yes. (laughs) I cannot believe. So, here's the thing, dear friend. I think about what Stephanie does a lot. <laughs> and I hope you know that when I'm answering this question, I'm as close to the mic as I possibly can, and I'm leaning into it, and I'm just really... If I could be, I would be staring deeply into your eyes right now as I'm talking about sex. When I leave this, and when I close down Audacity, and when I set my mic away, I stop thinking about Stephanie as much as I possibly can. I think about Twilight as much as I possibly could ever um, as a human, but I stop thinking about why Stephanie does the things that she does. Uh, and one of the things that Stephanie does is try to rationalize why a actual statue of marble would fuck a human. Now, I, as a person, am completely okay explaining the intricacies of sex. The one thing that I think I draw the line at, and this line may change as we move on to this different series that we're going to have to cover in about a year, um, is... (laughs) um, I don't want to think about it, is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, God works in mysterious ways in this Christian novel. (laughs) And I'm going to turn this over to Cody now, because I need to stop thinking about this. (laughs) I think we witnessed another, like, recorded mental breakdown. (laughs) Like, you started this so, like, you were like, I'm going to tell you everything, and it's going to be great. And then you just slowly just lost your mind. (laughs) And just were like... I don't, I don't even know anymore. How did I get here? Where am I going? Why am I doing this? I just can't. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, course. I need to stop thinking about Edward and Bella having sex. Absolutely. It's, you do make up a a good point though, because she, at least in this FAQ, I haven't read it because I don't care, but (laughs) (laughs) from what you said, it sounds like she's making like a very medical thing. Sure. However, throughout the entirety of the series, she continually refers to him as like a, a literal stone. So I'm like, what is it? Like you have to, you can't be like, oh, this real life stone man is also a functioning like human anatomy that will work the same way. Don't even fucking worry about it. I still will call him a stone or a statue or any other simile for those things. But don't you fucking worry. Everything works, works the exact same way. It's like, you can't have both. I just don't, under- I just stop. Stop. Yeah. Listen, every baby, <laughs> every, yeah, every baby, every, every rose. Sorry, were you going to, were you going to say every rose has its thorn? Because I need you to leave this podcast. No, no, I totally wasn't. Um, I do you, you so no, I, that oh was, that's weird. No. Now, I don't know if people have realized why I'm taking so long to segue to our reading today, but it is it is because of the fact that these are objectively the worst chapters of Breaking Dawn thus far. They are rough stuff, my dudes. Yeah. Um, we've read some shitty stuff, i.e. Eclipse, mm-hmm. and this is some bad bones right here. Allie, are you, are you allowed to tell me how long we have to stay in Jacob's voice? No. <sighs> <laughs> oh, it's torture. That's fine. Whatever. I'm just dying slowly. I want it to be over. <laughs> how many weeks are there left in the year, Cody? Oh, God. Is that how long <laughs> it's going to be? Is that how long it's going to be? Oh, uh, no. No. Is that how make you feel any better? No. Nothing can make me feel any better until... Except for this is the last it's gonna be. (laughs) That is the only thing that will assuage me. All I will tell you is that it's Scorpio season. 
Oh. And Scorpio season's going to be rough for a couple of reasons. Oh, boy. Great. I love it. So, anyway. Um, chapter nine. Chapter nine. <laughs> titled, Sure as Hell Didn't See That One Coming. Blech. I'm literally staring into the sky right now with my arm out. Um, so, <laughs> chapter nine begins right where chapter eight left off. And my baby Matt is still reading this amazing audiobook to me. Thank you, Matt. I love it. Um, so... <sighs> Jake goes to go say goodbye to Billy. And as he does so, his dad gives zero shits. <laughs> like, sure. Um, yeah, fuck it. You know, as Billy does, he's just like, every time that I say that, like, I know it's Billy Black, but sometimes I imagine it as Billy Zane. Just like, sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why. Just like, to make my. When friend- I get lonely, I don't want to feel something. <laughs> I want to feel something. Oh, oh, fuck me. Okay. So anyway, um, (laughs) that's just putting me in a really great place right now. So anyway, Jake is emotional and pissy, like he always is. And Billy is like trying to help ease that down. As usual, he's trying to be the comedic element here to make Jake who's an angsty adolescent, feel a little bit better, and it doesn't really work much, but we find out that, as usual, I don't know, they're a family and it's going to be fine. There is one thing that Billy kind of draws the line on for Jake, and it's the the car accident and how Mm. that impacted his wife and his daughters. Because when Jake starts talking about Paul and all the food and stuff and the fact that maybe Rachel should just, like, deuces out, Billy's like, first of all, fuck you. And he starts talking about how this means a lot that Rachel is staying there and stuff. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> Billy's serious all of a sudden. What the fuck? Hey, whoa. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, listen. Um, hey, you're Mr. Joke Man. What, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think... Uh, that- <laughs> emotional conversations with my father? No, thank you. What? <laughs> same, Jake. Same. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we get this conversation, and I think Billy kind of knows that this is happening, too, where Jake is trying to leave, and Billy's like, hey, listen, what if we just don't? Um, <laughs> but... It doesn't really work. And I think Billy kind of knew that it was a losing game, too. Jake does this poor pity me thing where he's like, maybe my gig will be weddings. Like, I'll just be the one who crashes all these things. (sighs) Shut up. (laughs) Yeah, it's the worst. I love that Billy is just like, can you just, like, leave Bella and the Cullens alone for a second? Like, Sam is doing the right thing here. And Jake's like, what? I didn't hear you. I don't. (laughs) Was that a ghost? Sorry. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry. Somebody talking to me? Yeah. For the most part, this is just a family qualm, right? Like, this is normal. And stuff. No. the one thing about this, though, that really fucks me up and that is not okay for a lot of reasons is that as he's leaving, Jake pulls the plug on the phone with Billy there. And I was like, hey, listen. Stop. Look and listen. Like, that's not <laughs> cool. Your dad, <laughs> as much as he is, like, strong and capable, is mm-hmm. still in a wheelchair, and, like, yeah. this is his so support and connection if something were to happen. So, like, fuck off. That's Sorry, you think he has life alert? What the fuck? Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is not. Yeah. So, anyway, he takes his motorcycle and is like, wait, I'm going to go be angsty somewhere else. And we get this great page, Stephanie, of reckless driving, mm-hmm. which was amazing to read about. Great for young adolescents who are reading this. Yeah, really good. Really good. Really good example. (laughs) At least at this point, Jake is a little bit self-aware because he's headed to the Cullens, obviously, uh, and he he wants to throw hands with Edward because he's like, Mm -hmm. something's wrong and I just need to get my aggression out in a really you know, healthy and safe way for all parties involved. And (laughs) he says the parasite would probably get a kick out of the theatrics of it and I was like, what the fuck? He's like starting to catch on. (laughs) And then this is when things start to get a little bit emotional, right? Mm -hmm. He gets there and he goes up to the door and Carlisle is there. Uh, because of course it's uh, Carlisle the leader of the house he needs uh, to answer the door uh, and it says that when he opened the door his quote eyes were grave so we know something's wrong and we get a lot of as this is kind of going through a lot of discussion about scent and smells and stuff it's like Jacob shut up <laughs> like, <laughs> please stop yeah. we get it you hate how each other smells we get it <laughs> yeah. Just, we got it actually we're it's done it's been four books I don't need any more I got it I I got it. So, finally, after all this time, Jake goes in, and we get to see Bella for the first time from someone else's perspective. And it's not a great... (laughs) 
it's yeah. not it's oh. not the best picture <laughs> so anyway jake goes up there and bella's like croaking <laughs> she's like <laughs> she's not doing great but before jake can see bella he first sees edward mm-hmm. and this is the part this is like one of the only parts of these two chapters that like make me emo this like brings yeah. me back to my like 13 year old self that was reading these books for the first time because <laughs> stephanie goes on this like two page thing about how edward looks right now yeah and usually it's like stone marble hard wow <laughs> sexuality <laughs> <laughs> blushing bride um like Sex all the buzzwords. on a rock <laughs> <laughs> um diamonds wow but Right now, it's totally different. The way that it's described here is agony. And as Jacob will later kind of describe, it's it's a man burning at the stake. And it's like, fuck. Like, this is not, this is not good. So anyway, he goes over to Bella. It's interesting that he describes her as having like this soft, pale peach skin. Because we're so used to her being like, oh, I'm so pale. Whiteness. (laughs) But it's like, no, Bella, you're just like a white girl. (laughs) Like, it's not. Yeah. Come on. It's really not that big of a deal. Anyway. Babe, it's fine. So... Moral of the story is, she's sick. And at first, Jake's like, wow, she's got, like, eye circles. <laughs> Weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> Must be that flu, right? <laughs> um, it's, like, really observant. <laughs> but thank you so much, Jake. He's one of those guys that's, like, the second you don't put on makeup, you're like, oh, are you okay? You look, like, really sick. Oh, my like, you God. You know what, shithead? You know what? Actually, I'm doing great. <laughs> But fuck off. Oh my god. That's so real. The only difference is that he can like hear her heartbeat and it's a little off too. So he's like, wow, something's like off, right? (laughs) Something's like a little weird. Okay. You like a Tylenol? Like what? (laughs) Do you need like a good slap in the face and like (laughs) a go run or something? Um, Yeah. The other difference that he notes. Oh my god. Oh wait, hold on. That made me think. That made me think that Jacob is one of those guys. It's like, oh, you take medicine for your depression? Have you (gasps) been outside? (laughs) Oh, my God. He's like that athlete meme. You remember that? Oh, my God. I don't stop. The grind don't stop. (laughs) God. God, Every... Jacob Black is every bad meme. (laughs) That reminds me of that, like, athlete photo where they zoomed in and the guy... The athlete wasn't even holding the pencil on his homework. (laughs) Yeah, fuck. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, Jacob's there. And anyway, he, back to <laughs> regularly scheduled content. He, he's like sort of noticing things, but like not. He's, you know, he's no. like, <laughs> the only thing we can tell is Edward's dying. Bella's yeah. fine. And <laughs> Rosalie is there. And he's like not having it. Anyway, Bella Yartzes. Great. Thank you again. <laughs> and Edward has this like visceral reaction to her puking, which is like a lot. And of course, it's Bella, right? So she's like, "Oh no, no, Edward, it's fine," and is like comforting Don't him. Don't worry. Hashtag emotional labor. <laughs> like, it's great. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so this is all great. And now Bella gets to play Barbie host, even though she's dying. And Jake's like, "So you're like sick, right?" And so um, Bella stands up and. And Jake's like, no, 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 please. And she's like, I'm answering your question, you absolute <laughs> fuck. Which is my favorite, Bella. I need Bella. to stand. <laughs> There's a demon inside of me. But I need to make sure I'm giving you full eye contact and full attention while I answer this question. Oh, God. Yeah. So this is my favorite, Bella. It's the one who just, like, moves immediately from being host to, like, wanting to throw hands. Like, my favorite person. It's really good. It's good. So anyway, she stands up. And he's like, oh, shit, you, you, like, ate too much, right? Your stomach is, like, weird. And then all of a sudden, her hands move, right? As they do for, like, pregnant person who, like, they cradle it. Uh And he's like, (gasps) it's just like, (laughs) he's like, oh, shit. What? (laughs) She's not, it's not a food baby. It's like, uh. It's a baby baby. So anyway, he, like, immediately sees Red. And Edward's only response is outside Jacob, which, like, mood. <laughs> yep. I'm just like, don't even get. <laughs> My favorite thing about that is that Edward is like, let's just do this outside. And Jacob's only response to that is like, let's do this. Like, he is already ready to just like, <laughs> I will fight. fight you. I will fight this baby if I have to. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw punches everywhere. 
<laughs> so anyway, the only problem about this, and there's going to be about 16 in about two seconds, uh-huh. but yeah. they're all ready to fight, right? Edward's like, I need to do this outside for about 17 reasons. But the whole family kind of crowds in on this, right? And Jake says that Esme and Alice are small and, quote, distractingly feminine, and he doesn't want to kill them. I was going to say that, too, because A how feminine must I be to be distractingly feminine? Because that is my new life goal. Yeah, that is my, (laughs) what I aspire to be. Yep. That's my 20. It's a mood and a half. Yeah, absolutely. I want to make people stop seven streets ahead and be like, wow, (laughs) I am distracted from whatever I was thinking of. You are not just feminine. You are distractingly feminine. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that. Oh God. I think it's a Drake song. It's not, it's in poor taste. However, there's like a line that's like so thick that it makes other people uncomfortable, which I don't know where he was going with this. However, that's a mood and a half to be like, I want to be so something that it makes everyone around me uncomfortable. That's my favorite kind of cake. (laughs) So there's supposed to be this fight. It doesn't happen because Edward's like, oh, no, no, no. I just need to talk to him. And he like touches Bella's face to calm her because, of course, (laughs) Bella conflict stresses her out as it did before but now hi there's a demon inside of her so um (laughs) that's not chill and jacob now all of a sudden thinks that it's okay for him to get possessive about that yeah which is not out of nowhere (laughs) yeah that's not chill jake did Um, you forget that you don't own women or also the the demons inside of them (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you actual asshole um god okay so anyway they go outside and my favorite thing is edward saying i'm not ready for you to kill me yet jacob black you'll have to have a little patience and it's like mood Yeah, nope, it's good. The one thing about this, though, that's, like, fucked up. So, Edward is, like, usually Um, self-loathing. But here's the thing. It's a little bit different. Because when he ends up turning around and looking at Jacob, Jacob has this, like, moment where he stops. He's like, oh, shit. This isn't just, like, us usually fighting over a woman uh, without Mm -hmm. her (laughs) having any input on this. Um, Because he says, for a second, I was just a kid. A kid who had lived all his life in the same tiny town, just a child. Because I knew I would have to live a lot more more, suffer a lot more to even understand the searing agony in Edward's eyes. And it's like, mm. Stephanie, okay. Hmm. Well, a weird, a weird take on that particular <laughs> part of Jacob's character, but <laughs> Sudden, all right. Like, he's oscillating between, like, understanding and, like, being an absolute dick all Absolutely. of a sudden. Which is like, this is, okay, so that that actual passage is like the Jacob, like my Jacob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get to this where it's him seeing Fred and it's like, that's Stephanie's Jacob. Yeah. Like, that's what she sees. It's like, Stephanie, make up your mind, please. Anyway, uh-huh. okay. She so, has ample opportunities to like really talk about like race and talk about his upbringing and talk about like his parent, his dad with disabilities and like growing up and how it was like shitty and how most of Quilly people kids growing up it was shitty yeah and, like she has so many opportunities to do that she's like let me just sprinkle a little bit in there to justify terrible behavior yeah that has nothing to do with it and it's not fueled by those his circumstances it just doesn't make any sense it, it's wild yeah his characterization is completely all over the map and it makes no yeah. sense mm-hmm. <sighs> okay so jacob immediately understands the situation even though edward's not explaining anything because he's like it's killing her right like she is dying he, uh-huh. can, he finally uh-huh. gets it like it's not a flu <laughs> um <laughs> and, welcome to the club jacob <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so it's going through his head of like edward did this to her even though he doesn't know anything he doesn't know what happened at the honeymoon he doesn't know any of the circumstances he automatically assumes this is edward's fault and then Mm. we see edward fall to his knees in front of jacob and this part always fucks me up because even jacob is kind of shook by it right because he doesn't want edward's quote broken helplessness he wanted a fight here that's why he came here and yet the person well the vampire that he sees in front of him now is not what he associates with Edward. He's he's a broken vampire now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're shoving character development into five pages all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. What's happening here? Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. So anyway, what's happening basically here is Edward explains to Jacob that they're not going to get this demon child out. And Jacob automatically understands. Because, like, oh, yeah, that sounds like Bella. That's just, like, 
her. And he understands the part about Rosalie being the bodyguard and stuff. And the the thing is, is that, like, this is Jacob, right? He automatically understands Bella's mm-hmm. perspective. And Edward's shook, as usual, because he's like, this is, this is the thing. It's like, you always understand no. <laughs> her on a way that, like, I never will. And... I just there this conversation immediately is like oscillating between them like trying to get through all of this plot development and then also being like hey so we're gonna make decisions about Bella's life and also this demon child without her there sound good like, really impactful decisions like they talk about Jacob and Bella having a baby because they're under the assumption that like she wants just a baby in general yes. and it's not like a demon that's probably just like you know being like hey what's up I'm here forever how are you <laughs> right and like the fact that they're like oh it's fine, though, because she loves you, so, like, it'll be cool. And it's yeah. like, no, you can't just do th- what? <laughs> you can't just be like, yeah, she'll have a baby, she'll get what she wants, she'll just fuck you and get a baby, or do whatever they want to get a baby with you guys, and it'll be fine. I just, I, ugh, guys, what? Guys. And that's the thing, is, like, Edward is trying to offer this, like, make puppies and stuff. Gross, first of what? all. But even <laughs> Jacob is trying to understand this, too, of, like, he even says, quote, borrowing Bella for the weekends and then returning her Monday morning, like, a rental movie. So messed up. And then he says, so tempting. And it's like, no, guys, no. stop. <laughs> you stop it. so good. Uh, yeah, so they're having like all Like a of rental this. movie. And the conversation between the two of them ends with, like, Jacob needs to go in and explain all of this to Bella. Of, like, don't have this child have a child with me instead because if you Mm. want a child so bad we'll make this happen edward's fine with it i'm fine with it that means you're fine with it right obviously and then the conversation ends with the decision that if but also once bella dies then jacob is gonna kill edward great that's that's the deal that this chapter ends on because sure yeah right um Totally guys, healthy. Glad we're all thinking about Bella on this one. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, because that's exactly what she'll Bella wants. she'll love this. She'll yeah. love this. <laughs> so chapter 10. Why didn't I just walk away? Oh, right, because I'm an idiot. Stephanie. Guys, uh, come on. Stephanie. Come on. I hate this. Do better. Jacob says that he feels like he's in some goth version of a bad sitcom. Me too, Mood. Jacob. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how I'm trying to live my life. <laughs> Distractingly feminine and in a yes, and of just <laughs> put that on my headstone. That's what yep. I want. Put it on my Twitter bio. Everything. That's so me. Jake comes in and he wants to have this conversation with Bella. Edward is trying to get everyone out of the room so that they can have this, and Rosalie is not happy with it. It's sad, but they finally get everyone <laughs> to to leave. Once it happens, Jake holds Bella's hands and he's like, wow, you're cold. <laughs> um, and he's like, by the way, nice to see you. You look like shit. Like he even says like thing from the swamp scary, which first of all, rude. <laughs> the nice thing is we get a little bit of our Bella back because he's trying to explain all of this of like, what are you thinking? I can't believe you're doing all this. And Bella says, did you know that I told you so has a brother, Jacob? His name is shut the hell up. And I was like, Bella. <laughs> Bella, <laughs> she, she got that from The Simpsons, which, like, <laughs> who does that? <laughs> anyway, Jacob, as he's talking to Bella about all of this, and, like, Charlie, what? Anyway, um, <laughs> where am I? Um, trying to introduce this topic of the puppies, he relates his feelings about Bella again to, quote, like a junkie with a limited supply and all I have to say to that is, Stephanie, here's an idea. Please stop making drug references, please and things, for about a million reasons. Guys. I just, we get this discussion where Bella says now that she believes in magic. And to be fair, I mean, it's a logical jump because sure. everything in her life doesn't make sense. So, but now it makes sense, I guess, why there's a Midsummer Night's Dream quote in the epigraph because Stephanie brings it up here. Insert your literature reference onto your bingo board, I guess. That results in Jacob growling at her uh, mood, I guess. Then Jacob, as he usually does in these kind of situations, when he gets upset, he like deflects and instead of like leaning into his emotions, 
emotions, he just starts to, like, yell. <laughs> and he's like, what was the point of me loving you? What was the point of you loving him, like, when you die? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, Do you okay. think that's how people rationalize things? It's like, you know what? I'm gonna die anyway. Why love any of these people? Yeah. That's how people are living their lives, Jacob. Yeah. Obviously. You're right. You got it. Right. So Bella is trying to explain that she has faith in this situation and that she's strong enough to have this child and that she'll live through it. And that all of the other people that she knows lived through it because of what she calls, well, I guess Jacob calls emergency vampirization. <laughs> and so she's trying to explain, like, it's going to be fine, Jake. Like, I'll, I'll live through this. And he's just growling and trying to hold this together, even though he's emotional. So... Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so during all this, Bella keeps talking about like, quote, I won't kill him. Like she's automatically assuming that she's having a baby boy. And even though she doesn't know, because we find out like the it's ultrasound. The demons. Demons. <laughs> um, well, the membrane around the baby is like too hard. The ultrasound won't work. Those things. Now. Because um, it's a demon. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> now, throughout all of this. It's frustrating because Bella is trying to assert her strength here. Like, mm -hmm. we finally get a Bella that's confident. Like, she's like, this is my thing. I'm telling you, I can tough this out. And now she's getting everybody being like, no, you can't. Like, so let her channel her fucking Mother Earth mater maternal moon energy and fucking, like, <laughs> live her goddamn truth. Yep. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, just let her be. Just let her live. Now, Jake finally decides to bring up the puppies thing, right? And he says, quote, what if you just listened to Carlisle like a good girl and kept yourself alive? <laughs> now, Jacob, Jacob, I just <laughs> God damn it. My dude, come on. Stop. What the fuck? I just like no subtlety, no chill. No. And and her response like, to it 10 is ten minutes ago it was like Hey, keep this in the DL. Don't make her think like I told you not to say this. Don't make right. it seem super obvious. Do whatever you want. And he's like, hey, so uh, want to have a baby with me instead? He's like, Do you want to talk like right now? <laughs> like, Jacob, I will. Oh, my God. <sighs> and Bella's response to it, of course, is very Bella of just like, mm. I. this is not... This isn't, like, no, first of all. But also, like, this isn't what I asked for. That's not, this is what I wanted. And anyway, so she finally figures it out of, like, did he tell you? Did he set you up to do this? Anyway, so it's, it didn't matter because she wasn't going to change her mind. And he knew she wasn't going to change her mind. But, like, it still stung is what he says. So it's gross. Anyway, Jacob has reached his peak and he decides to leave. Um, he says, he does the whole like usual thing he does of like, I'm not doing any good here and I don't belong here. And oh then he leaves to the point where he makes her so upset that Bella's like, you're right, you're right, you should go. And just like is getting her all emotionally worked up and stuff. Really good for her health, Jacob. Good job. Super good. Yeah, you're doing amazing. Yeah, but he finally decides that he needs to quit Bella cold turkey this time. It's just... Again, as if she is something to quit, like an object. To yep. be like, man, if I just gave up meat. Perfect. <laughs> like, shut up. No, you're stupid. Stop <laughs> nibbling on Bella, Jacob. <laughs> you creep. <laughs> He's just, like, gnawing on her arm. <laughs> Jacob, stop. Leave it alone. God. <laughs> Go. So there anyway. are bones outside for you to chew on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just because she's starting to become more fragile doesn't mean that you can just start gnawing on her, you weirdo. <laughs> anyway, he goes outside and he transforms. I almost said explodes. Just not. That was... <laughs> Listen, it's been a weird day, okay? Um, he, just, he spontaneously combusts into the ether. Jacob is no more. That's how he dies. <laughs> oh, my God. And so we get more of the pack. And it literally, there's a part, Stephanie, absolute <laughs> genius, who says, their shock was just a silent shout in my head, wordless. And then there are, fuck, Four exclamation points. So thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> really, really important stuff for me to read there. So they all just start like screaming in Jacob's head mm -hmm. about everything that Jake just saw and that they've now decided that instead of not fighting, they're going to fight now. Yeah. And Jake's like, back hey. to fighting. Boys. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, hey, wait. I actually didn't want to do that, actually. So I got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't you like my Zach? And the fucked up thing is, so Jake's being a piss baby about this, right? Because he's yeah. like, meh. Um, but Seth. That's my wife in there. <laughs> yeah. My wife? <laughs> but Seth is also frustrated because he's like, my husband's in there. Um, <laughs> and he doesn't want to do this and betray his family on either side because no, he loves the Cullens, but also, like, he's a wolf. So, yeah. The chapter ends with Sam being like, we're doing this. And he, like, uses his alpha powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the last line is, no member of the pack could refuse the alpha. So it's times like these where I am like, could you imagine if Jacob was the alpha? Because he was like, oh, he was going to be, but he didn't want to be. But if he was like, like, imagine him having all that power be like, no, we're doing my thing that I want to do. That's really rash and and ridiculous. Yeah, that would be weird. It would be awful. It'd be so bad. Who let this child? (laughs) Yeah. Who let those dogs out? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, So... (laughs) Um, yeah, that's a weird, it's a weird thought. Um, so a weird little thought I came up with all by myself and no, yeah. not reference anything. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, chapter 11, the two things at the very top of my things I would never want to do list. Jesus, fuck. Um, and chapter 12, some people just don't cross the concept of unwelcome. Wow. Okay. It's a doozy. Cody, could yeah. you do me the honor of reading our iTunes reviews for this week? Um, I would love to. However, we don't have any new ones oh. because we have fake listeners huh. and no real friends. So I, that's you what know, I've been up to lately. Yeah, I love Scorpio season. Weird. Um, I love it. Um, huh. But yeah, fucking send an iTunes review, assholes. Huh. <laughs> interesting weird how strange it's almost like our fans don't want us to go up in the itunes charts and like get money to do the show that we've been doing for free and like all these things like that's so funny yeah speaking of stranger (sighs) things should we talk about our patreon people oh my god speaking about our patreon i lied about (laughs) us doing it for free because we're not we're getting money actually and it's for our beautiful (laughs) patrons (laughs) yes but we were doing it for free for a very long time we were that's true we have some amazing patrons, and we wait, have wait, wait, some wait. new folks to add to our mm, crew, mm, um, mm, our little Motley know. crew. Yes, yes. yes so yes, our yes. $25 patron, would you like to do the honor? Rachel Swan. Yes. Fantastic. And then we've Rachel got- Rachel with that A-E-L, not the E-L. She's on another level of Rachel's. Got a staircase of vowels of in that name. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yes. Um, and then our ten dollar patrons, boing, we've boing, got boing. some new folks at the list this week. So boing, we got boing, boing, boing. we got that Rachel Black. Uh. We got that Jessica Stanley. Uh. We, we got that Katie Weber. Oh, uh. we have Jessica Hale. Hey, and we have Ms. Yuli. Cute. So welcome. Welcome to the fam. Yeah, I hope. If that you want to be one of them, you can go patreon.com. Wow, thank you. I hope that you're having a spooky time being part of our club. So, great. Do you have a fan fiction? Yeah, I decided... To ruin my ears with. I did, yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I decided to pick something kind of seasonally appropriate, aka I found a Halloween one for you this time. It's called A Colon Halloween, and it's by Forever Topaz 1901. So, great. Um, (laughs) The... Summary of this is Alice blackmails all the colons, including Bella, into celebrating Halloween. Not that a family of vampires really needs to dress up into a mythical creature costume, but Alice still finds the fun in annoying her family members. Review. (laughs) And this was published on October 25th, 2008. Cool. No, it's good that we're getting the older ones because it seems authentic. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like... Seems like we're getting that good shit, that artisanal shit. That's that been aging for a long time. <laughs> that locally grown. <laughs> yeah, that like that California Chardonnay, nineteen ninety nine. Good shit. Yeah, that that good good. Okay, yeah. Jasper was no doubtly dressed up as Peter Pan. He had that green hat with the red feather, the green shorts and shirt, and of course the tights. I knew Alice would have been very thorough with her masterpieces. He had the most hilarious expression on on his face, an expression of pure defeat and embarrassment. His jaw was clenched tight, 
His lips pursed. I giggled. Poor Jasper. He turned to me. You have no idea, he muttered darkly, throwing Alice an annoyed look. Why couldn't I be something like Prince Charming? Something manly? A loud, barking laugh came from upstairs. You think Prince Charming is manly? Emmett boomed. Ha! That's a good one. Jasper whipped around, his head tilted upwards towards Emmett's voice. Shut up. I'm not the one in the loincloth. Edward tried to compose himself, but failed. He slapped his mouth. What? <laughs> he slapped his hand over his mouth, <laughs> trying his hardest to stifle the hysterical laughter. Jasper threw him a murderous glare, but that only caused him to laugh even harder. If Jasper could be blushing, he would have turned to the color of a raspberry. Well, Prince Charming and more is more manly than Peter Pan, anyway. He doesn't run around crowing and throwing fairy dust from random people in the street. Edward and I began the hysterical laughter once more. Alice looked offended. What? She asked, confused by our reactions. We've had to have related costumes. It makes plenty of sense to me. Tinkerbell and Peter Pan just belong together. She smiled angelically, trying her best to soften Jasper's expression. He was unable to stay mad at her. It was painstakingly obvious in her eyes. Alice's smile widened as she acknowledged Jasper's struggle to stay frustrated. And now, last but not least, Malibu Barbie and George of the Jungle. And scene. Cute. I can't imagine Emmett in loincloth. <laughs> but can't you, though? I can. I can. It's a thing. I yeah. love it a lot. It's Me too. Good. Great. I'm glad we're ending this episode on a positive note. <laughs> Next week is episode 50. Wow. That's that's not real. That's, that's silly. What? So... I'm excited to chat with you next week for episode 50. Yeah, yeah. See you all there, losers. As we say in Forks, get bit. Oh, hi there. Guess who stole Cody's mic and took over the end credits? This is an Earbud Media production. You can pitch a show at bit.ly slash earbudpitch. You can check out the network's Twitter at Earbud Media. And while you're doing that, why don't you follow us everywhere at Into the Twilight? Since you're doing that, why don't you just go ahead and check out our Patreon? It's patreon.com slash into the twilight. Just as little as a dollar a month, you can get some cool things like pins, and books help us do cool things like live streams you can always help us out for free with reading and reviewing us on apple podcast our amazing artwork was done by maddie padilla who you can find at your ghost host 44 our fantastic music was done by eli kraus who you can find at krausfilms.com the intro and outro of our podcast is done by kb smith who you can find at kb underscore smith you can find cody everywhere online at cody captures and you can find me now everywhere at into wild places you stayed until the end check you out good job and we will check back with you next week bye you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone hey dan hey what's up john i just wanted to uh, confirm that we were recording monday yes uh what are we recording for oh it's our new podcast our podcast the 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 strange little people one, strange right? little people yeah yeah the one on earbud media production mm-hmm. uh, you can find it on youtube you can listen to it the one that we update every wednesday every wednesday dude when we have new guests all the time sometimes sometimes most of the time yeah and we talk about current events and stuff people should listen to it right yeah, yeah. it's really cool i think people would like it um i mean you don't have to but i, mean, I hope you would did you put out the ad yet the uh, flyers yeah I, i'm doing it right now as we speak no you're sitting down you're no not... no this is happening right now as we speak John, why did my hand just go through you? Oh my god. John. We'll talk about it next week.